Chapter 46 The Masses Murmur Alvar Kadian's journey from Periyapirati Sembian Mahadevi's palace to Princess Kundavai's royal residence took him through the streets of Padayare and what he saw as he wove his way through the crowds filled him with delight Today happened to be Kannan's birthday Ah how enthusiastic were the city's residents as they indulged in celebration and worship There was no doubt no doubt at all that Vaishnavism was here to stay in Choranad and would only grow from strength to strength As to Saivism's own popularity it would have been surprising in the extreme if it hadn't occupied pride of place here Chora kings had been establishing Shiva temples around the country most diligently in the last 100 years or so. The Tevaram songs of Saivism's three greatest saints were sung there often, ensuring thus that the campaign reached the masses. Elaborate chariot festivals were held as well, resulting in a good deal of celebration. All this however had not sounded the death knell for Tirumal or his fame. For Kannan, said to be the ninth and most complete incarnation of Vishnu Murthy, had so captured popular imagination. His many adventures and divine leelai, indeed his life, played out in Mathura, Gokulam and Brindavanam, had made sure that he stayed in their hearts forever. The Bhagavata groups that abounded here, the many street plays and the sheer number of artists intent on portraying Kannan's life, Ammamma, impossible indeed to describe them all. for they seem to have multiplied since the last time we visited this fair city the crowds they collected at every corner their thunderous applause and shouts of approval added to the festive air and indeed more artists and actors were trickling in steadily from the many villages surrounding the city in the hopes of just such an audience one such street play group seemed to have arrived just that instant complete with a contingent that consisted of vasudevar devaki krishnan Balaraman and Kamsan their songs dance and witty dialogues seem to be far superior to that of the others thereby attracting more attention than the rest alvarkadians included kamsan and krishnan were engaged in a verbal battle at that moment and the vaishnavite paused to watch the fascinating performance played by a young boy kannan's many accusations against his ruthless uncle were listed with an endearing lisp come and fight me the child cried out finally and kamsan responded with appropriate outrage adey you cunning little rogue krishna he yelled with a truly creditable assumption of fury voice ringing out like a peal of thunder playing off your pretty little tricks on me are you ha none of them will work i shall kill you now you and your precious brother balaraman and your father vasudevar and and see that vaishnavite over there covered with sacred namam signs applied with sandalwood paste i am going to throttle him as well the crowd gathered around the troop glanced at our arvarkadian and began to laugh the actors donning the costumes of krishnan and balaraman darted looks at him as well quite a few members of the audience sidled up to the vaishnavite and began to cackle at him <laughs> A wave of anger slammed into Tirumalai at the blatant heckling. He wanted more than anything to swing his staff at these idiots and deliver a few choice blows, especially that ridiculous Kamsan. 
But what was the point in trying to bash his head? None of his trusty blows would have the least effect. Kamsan, in keeping with his costume, wore a wooden mask with a horrifying moustache and terrible teeth painted in a variety of garish colours over his face. All in all, using a staff on the people hereabouts wouldn't exactly be appropriate at this time. Tirumalai shook his head and regretfully slipped away from the crowd. The man who played Kamsan, though, how he had yelled his dialogues. Now, where exactly had Alvar Kadiyan heard that voice? For he had heard it. Of that, he was sure. The question was, where? And to whom did it belong? Mulling over these questions as he walked along the streets, Alvar Kadiyan noticed something. A gradual change in the people he was passing by. They appeared to have lost their recent enthusiasm. Ah, why were they disappearing so quickly? What had caused this sea change? Even the songs, dance and the melodious music had ground to a halt. Instead, everyone had gathered into little cliques and appeared to be murmuring furtively amongst themselves. What were their secrets? And why were they walking away so rapidly, discussion at an end? Dadal! Dadal! Really, why were doors being banged shut in such quick succession? The reason was revealed in just a few moments. The Parai announcement about a runaway spy that had set even Princess Kundavai trembling. So depressing was this unexpected proclamation that it quenched the city's festive spirit at once. People looked pinched and drawn, staring suspiciously at those who walked past them all alone or even someone with whom they claimed no acquaintanceship. Alvar Kadian himself was subject to a good many doubtful stares by passers-by, who hurried away the moment he caught their eyes. Tirumalayappan guessed the reason behind this reaction more or less. His quick brain put together the subject discussed by these secretive cliques he stumbled upon by the roadside. Random words that fell upon his sharp ears only served to confirm his suspicions. For all talk seemed to revolve around the wretched Parive terriers and their tyrannical rule. But then, wasn't it entirely natural for the people of the city and residents of nearby villages to feel thus? After all, hadn't the brothers been the means of removing Emperor Sundarachodar from his principal seat in Parayare to Tanjay? A king, moreover, who had been immortalized by great poets in verse too. Hadn't said Padayare steadily lost its luster with its lord's absence? Surely it would be a city radiant with festivities, dazzling a thousand times more, had Sundarachodar still been here. The many street play troops that entertained the general public would have gathered finally in the royal courtyard. The Chakravarti would welcome them all and reward the many singers, dancers, the parners, actors and poets as they merited. Ah, wouldn't it seem as though the whole of Choranad had gathered in the city to partake of its delights? Every shop and stall would be deluged by customers and do business a hundredfold. And wouldn't the streets resound with dance, song, sword fights and silambatam performances when Venugopalaswami began his divine procession from the Nandipura Vinnagara temple that night? Everything was ruined now by the Parvetariyas. This was not all. 
the good citizens of padayare nursed yet another massive grievance their beloved prince arulmoli varmar dearer to them than anyone else among the royals was now in eedam 10000 men from the four padayvid settlements of padayare had accompanied him thither as well braving the wilds terrible beasts treacherous climate and wretched mountains engaged in upholding tamilagam's pride and valor raising high the standard of tamil integrity why hadn't the young veeler of kodumbalur marched to ilangai heading an army himself before taking a spear to his chest and embracing death upon the battlefield hadn't the rest of his contingent fought to the bitter end as well gaining honorable deaths and here was young prince arulmoli varmar leading his armies even now seeking to soothe their grieving souls fighting to uphold their honorable sacrifice and ensure that the tiger flag flew high while these padavetariyas symbols of wretched tyranny was seemingly refusing to send him food grains and clothes money and weapons that would mean their very survival how unjust had anyone ever heard of such things what on earth were all the enormous granaries in tanjavur for overflowing with rice what purpose for that matter did the royal treasuries brimming with gold garnered from a hundred years of invasion serve what use were money and grains that could not be handed to chora warriors in their time of need surely the padavetariyas were not about to bundle and hoist them on their shoulders upon their deaths to be carried to yamalogam such were the many mutterings among the people of choranada in recent times and tirumalaiappan was well aware of them padayare citizens had more cause than the rest to be dissatisfied 10000 of the city's men might be fighting a war in ilangai but their families women and children resided here still didn't they It was only natural then that the parai announcement about a runaway spy and his apprehension under the strict orders of the much wanted Padavetariya brothers found little favor with them far from it it only served as an excuse for the city's residents to air their many grievances a spy indeed many spoke amongst themselves which country is likely to be brazen enough to send one amongst us when the tiger flag flies high announcing its superiority from the river vadapennai to the tip of kumari which king would ever dare to slip a spy into chodanad no this is just another of parvetarius clever ruses should they ever take a dislike to anyone they brand him a spy and cast orders for his imprisonment drag him straight to their famed dungeons no doubt still such affairs are none of our business these are powerful men with the authority to accomplish anything here unjust or otherwise besides branding someone a spy means that no local body not even the town's panchayat will ever dare question them doesn't it thus did the good people of padayare murmur amongst their acquaintances discussing royal affairs in low voices and alvar kadian gleaned every bit of information he could with his trusty ears supplementing the rest of his keen intelligence such discontent certainly boded ill however and even as he wondered just how things would end for everyone concerned alvar kadian found that he had reached kundavai devi's royal residence the chora princess had always evinced considerable delight in conversing with him about worldly matters the vaishnavite had earned a name for himself as a seasoned traveler and many a pleasant hour had she spent enthralled as he recounted his many adventures in the lands through which he journeyed Keenly interested in learning about anything or anyone new, 
Ilaya Pirati also enjoyed Alwar Kadian's recital of the many Alwar pasarams he had routed out, not without great effort, and memorized. In consequence, her welcome for him was always a gracious one. She made sure to inquire after him and his, her countenance agreeable and good-humoured. Today, however, the princess's features and speech seemed different. Kundavai's expressive face indicated that her attention was elsewhere. Her words, as she faltered uncharacteristically, revealed some agitation, a marked departure from her usual composed self. Well, Tirumalai, I hope I see you well, she welcomed him. And so, what news? Why, an audience? I confess there seems to be no need for one, Tai. Forgive me, but but I assumed you wished to converse with me, as is the norm, about worldly matters. Accept uh, my apologies. I shall take my leave. Uh, no, don't. Stay a while. Uh, I did wish to see you, after all. It almost slipped my mind, Tai. But I have just come from the Periapirati's presence, and she bid me here with an important message. She wished to meet you. Uh, certainly. I have every intention of visiting her in any case. Before that, however, do tell me about your journey. Uh, where have you been? Everywhere from Kumari in the south to Vengadam in the north. And uh, what did people talk about? Most speak of the Chora rain and its magnificence. Soon, they say, Chora dominions will stretch from the river Ganga in the north and even the Himalayas. Such is its power. And... Much is spoken of the Paduvetariyas and their valour. The principal reason for the Chora Empire's present splendour and rapid ascendance, they say, is the Paduvur Lord's dauntless courage and... Enough! What else? Your brothers are held in great esteem and affection. Prince Arulmurivarmar in particular owns pride of place in their hearts. Their love for him defies description. Hardly surprising that. Anything more? Many wondered why the Chora Emperor's beloved daughter remains unmarried yet. I was asked this myself often. And what was your answer? That the prince worthy of our beloved princess hadn't yet been born in this world. Upon my word! Really, Thirmalai, if the one who is to wed me is yet to be born, I shall be a doddering old woman by the time he is a youth. Enough of me now, if you please. Is there anything else at all? Why ever not? Many have expressed the greatest astonishment, for example, at the news that the great Saivite saint, the most pious Madhurantagatevar, has entered quite abruptly into the state of holy matrimony. Your sister, the one whom you claimed was destined to become a great devotee of Tirumal, a Bhakta Siravamani like Andal, how is she now? What of her, Thaye? Isn't she now Periyapadavetariya's young queen, mistress of his palace and all his wealth? Not just his dominions, from what I hear. She is the dictator of the whole Choranada, isn't she? So it's been said, Thaye. But why even think of her on an auspicious day such as this? Speaking of Andal, I must tell you that I sojourned at Sriviliputtur for a while and had the immense good fortune to learn a few of Vishnu Siddhar's divine songs. Listen, Amma, to one of them. It deals with the sacred occasion of Kannan's birth. 
வண்ண மாடங்கள் சூழ்ந்திரு கோட்டியோர் கண்ணன் கேசவன் நம்பி பிறந்தினில் என்னை சுண்ணம் எதிர் எதிர் தூவிட கண்ணன் முற்றும் கலந்தனராயிற்றே ஓடுவார் விழுவார் உகந்தாளிப்பார் நாடுவார் நம்பிரான் எங்குற்றான் என்பார் பாடுவார்களும் பல்பரை கொட்டனின்று ஆடுவார்களும் ஆயிற்று ஆய்பாடியே Witness fortunate ones the joy of the birth of Kannan for on this day the beauteous city of Tirukottiyur resplendent with many exquisite galleries and madams devotes itself to celebration as oil and colors are strewn about the temple courtyard they jump and run about in delight his devotees songs and music fill the air as they view their beloved lord and thus in their ecstasy do we see aipadi before our very eyes such is padayare too this day taaye just like the ayer party of old perhaps but tirumalai didn't you hear another sort of parai a few moments ago what was that all about do you think this it seemed was the moment alvar kadian had been waiting for ha a spy one who has escaped to they are offering some sort of reward for his capture but what do i know of such things amma don't you not a smidgen of suspicion as to his identity a smidgen yes but i dare not even whisper it taaye did you know i was subjected to a good many hostile stares myself on my way here what if someone suspected me and dragged me off to the dungeons it would take extraordinary cunning to even get a hold of you tirumalai they'd need men with horns as they say in our ancient tales tell me what you know but only if you truly wish to of course surely you don't think i might hand you over to the authorities krishna krishna nothing of the sort all i did was catch sight of a young warrior in veera narayanapuram he said he was on his way to tanjavur wouldn't let slip a word about his business there but he did play me with plenty of questions really kundavai sat up abruptly what was he like agitation colored her voice obviously well born even aristocratic i should say certainly a handsome young man possessed of a keen intelligence and physical strength what did he ask you about the emperor's state of health and who might succeed him upon the throne the prince who is engaged in battle in edam later i learned that he had subjected the kudante astrologer to the very same interrogation ah he did visit the astrologer then why i do seem to recollect something about that visit he practically plowed through the guard at the door and made quite an entrance i believe but you by good grace did not know him for what he was my instincts were correct then pray what about amma i sensed somehow that that rough and ready young man was ripe for trouble and you were proven right i suspect him to be the runaway spy and the one about whom the padave terriers have made a parai announcement in hopes of capture tirumalai will you do me a favor command me taaye should you ever happen to meet that young man at any time shall i apprehend him and claim my reward not on your life bring him to me you see I have a commission for him. Alvar Kadian stared at Kundavai Pirati for a while as though struck with wonderment. I don't think there will be any need for that, Taiye. 
I shouldn't think I would have to seek him, he said finally. For, you see, I think he will find you all on his own. Hidden Meanings and Explanations Ai Padi Ayar Padi Although legend says that Krishna Bhagawan was born in prison, he was raised by his adopted parents amongst the Gopa tribesmen who were cowherds. Ayar Padi literally translates to cowherd settlement in Tamil. 